used to want me get this with my dad. He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Or whether we have more to go to build a movement of resistance, but resist we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon, and now here's Armstrong and Getty. See a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Has anybody been checking out that moon this morning? I mean, like, like right this minute. If you're out and about, if you're in your underwear, walking around drinking coffee at home, or if you're in your car, glance in the direction of the moon because man, it is something today. Dash outside and howl. Yeah, it's a blue moon, Jack. Is it blue moon? That's yes. officially a blue moon. Yes, which, that's what they call it. Which means what? It's the second full moon in the space of a month's time, I do believe. But, okay, is, yeah. but is, does that mean it's generally bigger or brighter or anything? Or? A lot of times, yes. Okay, because it's big and bright today. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager, the VA, which people are talking about again. Thanks to Shulkin leaving, love it or hate it, I'm glad that's back on the radar. The VA. I was going to go with Jesus and Good Friday, but... Uh, Jesus would have been a good one. Yeah. Unfortunately, his interview was just okay. Wow. Didn't interview where. Wore sandals to the interview. Yeah. Those points off. Kept speaking in aphorisms. I'd say, so specifically, how would you reform the the department? He'd say, blessed are the reformers for their department functions well. I'd say, I need more specifics. I was a regular churchgoer as a youth, and um, but I am still, and so I, I know the whole story. I understand mm-hmm. the whole thing. Right. I've been around it a lot. But I, I, I'm still always uncomfortable with, uh, you know, wishing someone a good Friday, especially after you watch the Mel Gibson movie. I mean, it's, you know, it's a rough day. Right. Well, the Roman authorities uh, tortured and executed uh, who they saw as a threat to their authority. Yeah. And, uh, you know, doesn't seem like it'd be that good, but it's the good news, right? So maybe we'll get into that later. Maybe we won't, but. Um, so we'll introduce everybody in our squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Ah, uh, pretty good. Of course, um, this is the weekend every year where uh, it's probably my shameful, most shameful weekend, I guess, where we have the adult Easter egg hunt at uh, my family. We just put out eggs and we watch adults run around and try and pick up eggs and it's just for fun, but... Yeah, yeah, Jack. What was your most shameful weekend? I can, I can think of mine, and I think it tops Michael. I think I can do better than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to decide whether or not the statute of limitations are passed before I. Yeah, no kidding. Before I really got into the details. Positive Sean is ill today. I wonder what disease he has because if it's something contagious, he was contagious. The last couple of days when he was here, yeah, is a sick enough. Which is the unfortunate part about being sick is you're. Uh, 
about the time you find out you're sick is when you realize you've exposed your whole family and and uh, and, and social work network. But what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't know if you could have been exposed to what made him sick unless he bought you a few of them. That's right. You heard me. I'm alleging he has bottle <laughs> flu. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you was... have that on any authority? <laughs> I think I, I happen to know he's a, a, a fan of the sports, and I think, you know, opening day yesterday, there's basketball. It's, I, well, I'm just saying. I'm That's just a... impugning him without him here to defend himself. <laughs> That's a heck of an right? accusation. That's, well, <laughs> and he's quite possibly dreadfully ill, so it has an actual ex- extra level of, uh, of just an awful thing to say. Not compared with... To the, what the Romans did, just saying. True that. Right, it's just, you um, know, let's get a little perspective. Uh, we're on the godless West Coast, so I don't know. You know. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am uh, doing very well without being too disrespectful. I am hoping for a really good Friday, because I am feeling lucky. As you can see, I have my Mega Millions tickets in hand, purchased at a clean, well-lit Gas Smokes Scratchers Emporium. I'm getting ready for tonight's half a billion dollar drawing. Wow! So your uh, your uh, big focus on Good Friday is is sketchy wow. gambling, avarice, <laughs> and convenience stores, <laughs> sketchy gambling, and the and the best thing that could happen with this sketchy gambling is you end up with lots of money. Yes, which of course is the key to happiness. Cash payout option. One of the three hundred and one million dollars, my friends. Of course, wow! Jesus ministered to the leper, the uh, the prostitute, the downtrodden, the beggar, perhaps the degenerate gambler. On this holy day, well, there you go. Maybe, maybe you're just lifting yourself up, saying, "I need saving." You should have given up gambling for Lent. That'd have been a good one, huh? I'm sorry, but I have my coworker rankings list and giving uh, <laughs> list, and I'm working in on case it you right win. now. And, I'm uh, going way down the list. Yeah, well, keep just... in mind that I wasn't condemning you. I was calling for your salvation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It all depends on today's show outcome. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday. March the 30th, year 2018, keeping you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Uh, all right, then I guess let's start the show officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. It's time for preachers to come out the pulpit. It's time for politicians to come out the office. It's time for us to go down and stop this madness. Al Sharpton in Sacramento yesterday for the funeral of uh, the man shot, the unarmed man shot by police is the the way it's portrayed. So you know what story we're talking about. Now, that's quite the little uh, show that they put on. Mm -hmm. I suppose we'll hear more about it from Marshall Phillips. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Indeed, emotional funeral for Stefan Clark, the case that's brought the national attention and now a major lawsuit. Trump in Ohio building bridges the wall and so much more. And coffee needs a cancer warning. Stories coming up 635 Armstrong and Getty. Unbelievable. Do you even drink coffee? Oh, yes. You're a coffee drinker? Oh, yes. I will have half a cup every morning. A half a cup every morning? Oh, slow down. You do a half a cup every morning and you have at least one coffee study per day? Something like that, yes. Uh, how does a, a mail bag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Very, very good. All sorts of insights, humor. And I think we have clips of the week. I believe Hanson's been working like a like a, a demon to get it ready. I accidentally... In the absence of Positive Sean, who usually doesn't. I accidentally took in uh, some uh, coverage of the whole Stormy Daniels story. What's her name? Stephanie Clifford? Yeah. Yes. I took in some of the Stephanie Clifford story and heard from a lawyer with a couple of interesting nuggets. I doubt it. Both directions. Hmm. 
for Donald Trump. No, I know you're serious. That's okay. Interesting nuggets because I about lost interest in it. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple of interesting things that I hadn't thought of. So, And uh, Putin's fighting back against us, I guess. Yep. Throwing our diplomats out. Oh, okay. Whatever. How dare you. Yeah. A lot of good stuff today. I hope you can stay with us. You're listening in to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's the headline in your life today? I wonder. I often think about that. We think about that because yeah. the, the headline that's in the news is, I'd say, 90% of the time doesn't even show up in your life as, a, as an issue. <laughs> Mildly interesting. Maybe. Yeah. And if we're on, one were to restrict oneself to quote-unquote news headlines, You'd probably have to go through quite a few of them being touted by the mainstream media before you got to one that really affected people's lives. And even then, you know, husband sick, wife unhappy, child worried would be the headline in your home anyway. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Which is why I think the uh, the media is struggling in a lot of ways. Part of it's, you know, the explosion of new options. Part of it's just... Got a very strange view of their jobs, I think. But anyway, well, I'm sure you had a point. Everybody's struggling to figure out what's a good way to get an audience too, because you do have to uh, you do have to make money. You do have to stay afloat. And I didn't realize this Roseanne reboot where it came from. Uh, it was the day after Trump was elected. ABC executives sat down and thought, "There's a whole world out there in America we don't know anything about or are serving because they're all New Yorkers." Remarkably <laughs> insightful for a and, network uh, executive, and, that, and that's where the Roseanne reboot came from, and and uh, and other shows like it. But um, oh, maybe more on that later. Kind of mm. interesting. Yeah, mailbag. And actually, it is time for mailbag. I know a lot of you were hoping for the buzzer, hoping to see me humiliated on my own radio program because you're petty, because you're cruel, because you don't like your lives and you want to take it out on me. But in fact, because uh, Positive Sean is out, uh, Hanson has taken over the last second editing because Sean called in sick of a cow. But we'll have that for you in a few minutes. Joe is doubting whether or not Sean's actually sick. I don't think that's ever happened in the history of the Armstrong and Getty show where someone has been sick and they were doubted mm. as to the uh, the legitimacy of their illness. Well, here's, here's the question. Are you going to start requiring a doctor's note like the, uh, the teacher? I'd like to see a blood and urine sample. So, Sean, send us a stool sample. Right. So, uh, just all I'm saying is the other day he was a little down, a little rough, etc., it was revealed he'd uh, had a big night. Now, Lord knows I'm not anti-having a big night. Well, I don't know. You I, can't let it affect your job, though. I don't know about his credo, but I have shown up to work way worse shape because I was hungover than I've ever been ill. So, Because but, it's part of the whole, 
drinker's ethic. <laughs> well, right. I am going to work, even though I should probably be in a hospital. Right. Well, because you realize you've already crossed like four or five lines right. of behavior, and you're thinking, well, and one more, then I'm sort of some sort of degenerate. So the question is, the other day, was it uh, Wednesday, when Positive Sean was, uh, was uh, sluggardly? Uh, head-hanging, shuffling, Sean. Was that the beginnings of his disease? Or is he just hitting it really hard this week? Is this new girlfriend of his a bad influence? (laughs) I think she's a bad influence, honey. I am highly uncomfortable with this entire conversation. As you have zero evidence, he had even a drink yesterday. I have plenty of evidence, circumstantial (laughs) evidence. Wow. All right, moving along to a mailbag. This is what happens when you call in sick to work, by the way, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, at least I have the decency to do it in front of people's backs, (laughs) so to speak. Uh, Jeremy in Apex, North Carolina. I don't know where Apex is, and I lived in North Carolina. I'm guessing it's in the hill country somewhere. Probably near the holler. It's, oh, it's probably out back to holler. Anyway, Jeremy's a very funny fellow. He he says, uh, I don't know when you can work it in. But somewhere in your next broadcast, when talking about China and North Korea, you have to figure out how to say, that's what she said, as in XI, the oh, president of China. That's pretty good. That's China. what she said. Uh, wow. I, we, I will look for that opportunity. That is a tall order, Jeremy and Apex. I'm not the comedic geniuses you guys are. You'll find the time and place. Ooh, that's a tough one. Certainly every time, uh, you know, because now and then Marshall quotes the leader of China if he says something, and then we just drop a, that's what she said. Well, yeah, that would, <laughs> and that would fulfill, but what I'm picturing is some instance where, where it sounds like a double entendre having to do with North Korea or China, then that would be, you know, full points. Fine challenge you've laid down there, Jeremy. Well, somebody texted, Sean gives a stool sample every time he opens his mouth. Okay. Just kidding. See, that's harshly critical. See, so not only do people question whether or not he's really sick, and you start criticizing him for his performance when he's not here. That's that's just so uncool. Yeah, that is outrageous. Not cool. Outrageous. Please, think before you text. I'm sorry. (laughs) Michael. On the topic of baseball opening day, can someone please tell me what Jack was complaining about yesterday? He claimed that opening day sucked because only a handful of teams played. As I was perusing the score, there were 15 games slated. All 30 teams had the opening day on the same day. Jack, why do you lie? Is it your greed? Uh, KTTBFTC, keep taking the bump for team curmudgeon. (laughs) I'll tell you why I lie. That's Aaron in Pleasanton. I'll tell you why I lie. It's because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Ah, you know, I actually... As a non-sports fan, I didn't know they had changed back. I had no idea. I looked it up. And I hated the old way. I like I like it now that it's back to the the way it used to be, where everybody across the country, their team is playing. Right, exactly. And I thought it would be funny, because I realized yesterday, as you were raving, that, that they'd gone back to the traditional way. And no, I, I hadn't heard that. I'm a good move. And they recognized I had been right for all these years. You absolutely were. And I decided to go back to, I thought it'd be extra funny if, if like all 30 teams had played the last three or four years, um, cause that would make you extra curmudgeonly. <laughs> but no, indeed, as of last year, they had the idiotic. Here's a headline for you. MLB season begins with seven seasonal opening games in two days. Yeah, and I just what does thought, that even mean? And I just thought that was terrible. It was terrible, and yeah. they recognized it was terrible. So now it's back to a national holiday, which yes. is what it should be. It should be because, a national holiday, literally. And it's and it's tied into the beginning of spring. That's part of it, right? It's sure. Just, it's just a sign that 
Winter's over. Yeah. We're on to a new thing. It's and not I'm just telling you. people's love of baseball. Sure, sure, yeah. And in wintry climates? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's thank God, oh, my God, it's spring, oh, my God, oh, my God. Everybody's so happy. So you wouldn't get that in a lot of, you know, the places people listen, but um, at least live. Uh, note from Gary here. It's uh, Marshall-related, uh, but I know Marshall's listening. I have a suggestion for Marshall since he's in charge of the Screaming Eagle. Squawky, our, our eagle of freedom. Install a bird perch on the front of your vehicle and, attra- and attach a retractable... Hmm. You know, if I said the words <laughs> as God and Shakespeare wrote them, it would make it easier to understand. Install a bird perch on the front of your vehicle and attach a retractable dog leash to the eagle. That should make a clear path keeping the turkeys away from you, Marshall. Uh, you may even be able to have a cheap turkey dinner occasionally. As a single guy... If the eagle as a hood ornament is a chick magnet and he has women over for turkey dinners on a regular basis, I would appreciate an update. That's Gary. What a lovely idea. Squawky, you have anything to say? Oh, does Marshall make squawky squawk? I see. Remember, okay. he squeezes it. Yeah, yeah, that's Marshall right. Marshall is a licensed falconer, as you know. Unlicensed falconry is a crime. Keep it in mind. Andrew and Indy Rice, we already have a national show, clearly. Uh, if the national debt were a stack of money, guys on an earlier ma- mailbag, some jackwagon wrote that if a million dollars were an inch, the national debt would be a mile and a quarter or something. <laughs> well, that statement raped my ears, and I hope the author of it is gored by a rabid bull. <laughs> or maybe I just heard it wrong. And in the immortal words of our North Korean ambassador, either way. I don't know what that means. Yeah, either way. Oh, that. Oh, oh wow. Thanks, Michael. Well, I'd forgotten he said that. Well... You don't want one. The current debt is roughly $20 trillion or 20,000 million. So if a million was an inch, we'd have 20 million inches. Uh, divide by 12, you'd have 1.666666 or nearly 1.7 million feet. Divide by 5280, you've got 315.6 miles. If a million dollars was an inch, our national debt would be 315 miles, not a mile and a quarter. I'm sure you're just as thrilled to read this as I am to write it. Well, it just, Andrew well, and Andy. It gets to my point, though. It doesn't make any difference. You know, it would go to the moon and back. Or it's, you know, half a mile high. Whatever. Right. Your point is it's very large. I've never... So it yeah, doesn't make exactly. any difference. I've never found those illustrations terribly helpful. Me neither. It's huge. I get it. It would wrap around the world twice. Okay. What if it only wrapped around the world once? <laughs> exactly. Should we then, you know, build uh, bridges to nowhere and, and stupid bullet trains and squander money? No. It would still be a problem. Why, this is well said. Mike, uh, with respect to your story, comparing the percentage of people... Um, it was actually, it was, uh, t- I think, 21 to 36 who have never been married some decades ago and now, 1965 and now. You commented that it was a different society. Yeah, it's gone from 17% never married in that young adult category to 57%. Shouldn't there, to a huge societal change. Yeah, and shouldn't there be some corresponding something or other? Either, I don't know, laws or regulations or, 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 or certainly expectations. Sure, probably a change to the tax code. I don't know. I don't know. There would be many, many, many. Uh, but that's a uh, different know, threads to unknot, which probably means the government's involved in way too damn much. Right. But that's a different society. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But Mike goes on to his main point. That was an understatement. 1968, about five percent of children were born out of wedlock. Yeah. Now, now that's, that's now it's about 42 percent. Yeah. That now that and is in a some significant change. Demographic groups much more. People spending longer single before they get married. I don't know. You gotta you gotta think hard to figure out how that affects society. Kids born out of wedlock. You don't have to think hard. There's plenty of plenty of data out there on that. Nope. Visit our nation's prisons if you'd like more information. Yeah, that's a rough one. Wow. 
and, uh, and and people working hard to make it more and more okay and mainstream, which is interesting. Marshall's news on the way, and we'll get into it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a judge on the East Coast who was arrested because he was breaking into women's houses and stealing their underwear. And he was a judge. That's not good judgment. Guilty of being a perv. Wow. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the family of Stephon Clark filing a federal lawsuit over his death in that Sacramento police shooting. A lawyer for the Clark family telling CBS News they plan to file the suit as soon as today. Clark, unarmed when two officers shot him to death earlier this month, and the Clark family now is also planning to hold a presser this morning to release the findings of an independent autopsy. That autopsy performed by physician and forensic pathologist Dr. Bennett Omalu. You'll recall he is uh, well known for his work on concussions. Right. So yeah. who's demanding the autopsy? The family is releasing. They've already the, done it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're releasing the results of that. When, yeah. when, when do we expect that information? About, uh, 1045 this All right. morning. Okay. Yeah. That federal lawsuit doesn't have a chance unless they uncover something truly horrendous that's yet to be discovered. Yeah. Some tape of officers conspiring, let's find a black guy to shoot tonight. The facts just aren't lined up. If you watched any of these cases, it doesn't have a chance. The autopsy, does that include a toxicology report? Because some believe that, that he always, was acting pretty uh, irrationally and perhaps was under the influence of something. That, that takes usually quite a while to yes. come back for some reason. Yeah. Yesterday, at Clark's funeral, his brother, Stevante, interrupted the service to lead the crowd in chanting his brother's name, pounding his chest, and shouting, I am, I am, I am. Do y'all love the mayor? Okay, he's going to help us get the library done. He's going to help us get the resource center done. And if he doesn't, we're going to hold him accountable. Stop. Don't try to touch me. Now look, they're talking about walking me out already. They're talking about kicking me out of my brother's funeral. They're talking about taking a mic. She's talking about taking a mic. I don't even know who she is. She didn't know my brother. They're all in here f- for money, really. If y'all want to keep it real, the Christians have never looked out for us. Nobody has ever cared about black people but me. Wow. wow. Is he a kick of it? Yeah. The Christians have never looked out for us? How, how did he go there? I don't know. I don't know. He's a, a colorful fellow, that uh, Stevante. Um, because Al Sharpton, a reverend, is that what he was referring to? Is that where the. I don't know. They're Some of the people in the church wanted to, to move along with the the, uh, the funeral. He could have been referring to Al. Well, yeah. Al all was there for money, by the money, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's right about that. Yeah. Well, Reverend Al Sharpton, who did deliver the eulogy, brought Clark up and hugged him and consoled him, saying to the congregation, Stevante and this family is why we're here. You don't tell people in pain how to handle their pain. I think Al Sharpton is guilty of a number of terrible sins against humanity, the United States of America, and his own people. But I will say this positive about him. He's kept the weight off. <laughs> wow. It's not easy to do, because he lost a lot of it. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. <laughs> didn't know be, where you were going there. Must be very, very disciplined. After the funeral, there were some protesters who took to the streets of downtown Sacramento, but the Sacramento Kings-Indiana Pacers game managed to tip off without the fans being blocked by the protesters, as they had done two times before. Is there a problem across this country with black men being shot by cops? 
when, when they shouldn't be. I don't know. You ask different people, you get different answers as to is there or to what extent. I have a uh, careful statistical analysis of that very question later on. But but if you're going to pick a particular instance to make as your, um, you know, your focal point for your argument, this is happening all over the country. I'm not sure this is the right one. Uh, You know, and the people marching in the street with the hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot came from the Michael Brown thing. It was determined by everyone that never happened. Hands up, don't shoot, never happened. Right. That's, according so to Eric freaking Holder. According to Eric Holder. So it's just interesting that, you know, a a phrase has become uh, has become the phrase to to indicate our, our plight. Its origination is false. Mm-hmm. And then it's applied in situations where it wasn't used. So it's I don't know what you're supposed it's to do. It's not about that. logic. It's not about logic. Well, I'm just saying, if it is a problem, and I don't know if it is or not, you say you've got statistics, I don't know if it is or not across America, you can't use cases where it clearly isn't, or it's not, it, you can't say it clearly was what happened here. Right. you got to find the right cases to make your cause celeb. Right. Otherwise, it weakens your cause, I it, think. Sure. Yeah. President Trump in Ohio yesterday talking infrastructure. He wants the U.S. to spend less money on foreign aid and more money improving America's airports, railways, and bridges. Nearly 40% of our bridges were built before the first moon landing. You know, you go to some countries, they're building bridges all over the place. (coughs) Jeff Bridges, Bo Bridges, examples of that. He wants, Built long ago. Yeah, he wants Congress to invest vast amounts of money in renovating uh, the infrastructure of the country. He also How said, about squandering $100 billion on a stupid theoretical train that'll never be ridden by anyone? Did he mention that? He also said he was unhappy about how things were going at the VA. He said yesterday that he fired the VA Secretary, David Shulkin, because he didn't like the way the vets were being treated. He said so he suggested, actually, that many of the vets were being mistreated. They had sadists. That treated our vets horribly, horribly, worse than a movie. Now, as for the border wall, the president said he is a builder and... We're getting that sucker built, and you think that's easy? People said, oh, has he given up on the wall? No, I never give up. Went on to insist that construction is underway, pledging full funding for the border wall. Uh, the president stumping for infrastructure in Ohio. And we got a judge ruling at Starbucks and other coffee sellers in California have to give a cancer warning to customers on their products. That decision's a result of a suit filed in 2010 by a nonprofit group against several companies that sell coffee, including Starbucks, claiming they violated state law, requiring them to warn consumers about chemicals in coffee, the coffee bean roasting process that may cause cancer. So the cup's going to have a cancer warning on it? You're going to have cancer warnings all all over the place. The old joke may cause cancer in California. Right. Because nowhere else will it cause you any cancer. Um, Everybody knows it. I love this coverage by Reuters. This is great. This is perfect for our new friends at the Knife Media who expose media bias and whipping stuff up and everything. A little known not-for-profit group sued, blah, blah, blah. One of those chemicals is acrylamide, a byproduct of roasting coffee beans that is present in high levels in brewed coffee. High levels according to whom? Right. High levels compared to what? How about high levels compared to ever giving anybody cancer? Because it won't. Well, all these warnings for cancer, I'll, I'm not even going to give you the answer. I'll let you decide. Right. Uh, do these come about because it's people honestly concerned? 
that many people are getting cancer from the product, or do these come about because if you fight for this for years, you're as a lawyer, you get <laughs> you get gazillions of dollars from somebody. Of course, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's um, not about stopping people from getting cancer. All these warnings. It's a variety of liabilities, and like you know, look at the warnings on your ladder or anything else. I'm looking for uh, who is this group? It was filed by the Council for Education and Research on Toxins. It calls for fines as large as $2,500 per person for every exposure to the chemical since 2002 at the defendant's shops in California. There. Ah, any civil penalties, which will be decided in a third phase of the trial, could be huge in California, which is a population of nearly 40 million people. It is purely and simply a cash grab that some soft-headed judge in L.A. County is allowed to go forward. Sure. Superior Court Judge Elihu Burley. Nice call, Elihu. If you can sue the ladder maker because somebody fell off a ladder, right. well, then the ladder maker has to put a warning on the ladder. You could fall off to keep from getting sued. That's what Starbucks is doing with the coffee. But then you drag them back into court saying yeah. this warning proves they knew their product was dangerous. And yet they had people climb on them. And the lawyers just keep getting paid and moron juries and, and old Elihu, the judge, keep falling for it. That's wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Let me squeeze the eagle. Oh, what careful, there's some eagle squeezings on the carpet. Oh, yeah. I think he killed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be white, not blue. I think he squeezed it too hard. Oh, boy. So you have from some stats for us on uh, shootings? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> it's the stats behind the stats, Jack, that really lead to arguments. Yeah, I saw when I saw the protesters yesterday doing the hands up, don't shoot. I thought, nah, dang it, you know that's that's not that's not helping anybody. Nope. Right. So uh, a lot of stuff on the way. Got we got a, a tragic story we've got to tell you about. Maybe you've heard some about it. Tragic, bizarre, unfortunate. I don't even want to tease it because then you go down that road. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those stories that's, well, you're going to say, hey, did you hear about this at a backyard barbecue soon? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Russian ambassador to the United States just said relations between the two countries have never been worse than now, which is a heck of a statement given the Cold War. But uh, it ain't good. It ain't good. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have this feeling that it's a spasm of something or other, and Putin has to keep it at a certain level to keep his legitimacy at home because he's bilking the country out of billions of dollars. It's got to have that external threat. I don't think he actually wants conflict, but I could be wrong. Also, Facebook announces a couple of new moves. They've been doing it every day to try to stop the slide that is everybody hating on Facebook. Tell you what those are coming up. Yeah, okay. But right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Turn around. Drop them. You told Donald Trump to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. I was like, someone should take that magazine and spank you with it. You are special. You remind me of my daughter. Were you physically attracted to him? No. Not at all? No. 
She couldn't be more his type if she was a fish fillet wrapped in a hundred ruble bill. You know, I'm not going to get into, uh, you know, what, what the president may or may not have seen. I'll just say that uh, he's consistently denied these allegations. Thank you. That's a million dollars. No, that's a million dollars. A million dollars. You know what? Thug. Thug. Stefan Clark. Stefan But that can't and won't happen again. Now look, we're going to forgive them. Look, listen, we're going to forgive the mayor. Amen. Big story. Facebook announced major changes to its privacy settings. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they're going to start having some. That's the new idea. And a drive to right. Go, baby. What were you saying, Jenny? Yes, sir. Good. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, my. That's unbelievable. In his first Yankee at bat, Giancarlo Nolzipo-Stopalo. But most of all, Lord, thank you for making America great again. Mom. <laughs> That's funny. There you go. Well done, Anton. (laughs) The only problem I have with the interesting story I read in the New York Times about how the day after Trump was elected, ABC execs got together and said, we're clearly missing a giant chunk of America out there. Yeah. Um, uh, And that's where the Roseanne reboot came from. A couple of problems I have with that are, um, I don't know, Trump won by how many votes would have changed it? A couple of thousand. I mean, it's not many. Yeah, it's in, it's, yeah. in Wisconsin yeah. and, and Michigan. Uh, so if he had a couple of thousand votes go the other way, you just. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, it, it was more than a couple, but it wasn't actually speaking. Yeah. It was practically nothing. Yeah. yeah. So um, the, the country is the same whether he won or lost. Right. Exactly. It's, you know, your team wins by one point. Your coach is a genius. They <laughs> lose by one point. Yeah. That same movie made is proof of his idiocy. And also. I grew up as a uh, you know, regular working class, middle of America, small town as you can get, and watched all those shows out of New York City that couldn't have related less to my life. I'm not sure that that's that important as an entertainment vehicle for television. The only argument I'd, I'd have to that is that uh, so much of the Hollywood, uh, the output of Hollywood, network TV, and the rest of it is patently offensive to the sensibilities now of a lot of the country in a way that it wasn't then it's oh. so aggressively political oh, i agree but i don't think it has to be set in a trailer park and you go out of your way to be a trump fan to appeal right. to those people right just don't be offensive <laughs> yeah yeah i get it just don't have all the topics be about transgender and you know whatever yeah yeah um so but nonetheless at least abc had the foresight or the the wisdom to do that and have a giant hit. I mean, there's no arguing with that. Nope. It was a smart thing to do. NBC and CBS hate people who are not liberals. I think that's the conclusion we can uh, we can take from that. So I saw a lawyer on uh, Brian Williams' The 11th Hour last night talking about the Stephanie Clifford story. That's Stormy Daniels. Why would we promote her porn name? I don't know. I wouldn't. The only reason I mention it now is because everybody uses her porn name, and I'm afraid you don't know who I'm talking about. Stephanie Clifford. And I thought, I don't want any more of this, but the lawyer started in, and he had uh, one thing that was good for Trump, one thing that was bad for Trump, which made me think, oh, okay, you're just actually giving your actual legal opinion here. Hmm. You're not trying to work one direction or the other. Two things I thought were interesting are, um, so now that it has become a, a, a possible problem with the whole campaign finance thing running afoul of the Federal Election Commission, and his lawyer has, has said, oh, I paid the money. 
Donald Trump had no idea that this was going on. Right. He is, he is saying that to and try I, to protect Donald and Trump. And I didn't ask him to pay me back. World's greatest lawyer. <laughs> He's trying to protect Donald Trump by saying he didn't know anything about this agreement and the money and everything like that. Well, then that plays to Stormy Daniels' argument that this agreement isn't real. He didn't. Trump didn't sign it and didn't even know it existed. If he didn't know it existed, how could you say that, you know, his non-signature is, is not an issue? The lawyer's making the argument Trump didn't even know the deal was made. Wow, I'm not a lawyer. I think that's a, that's a silly assertion because she signed the deal with somebody and took the money and performed according to the agreement. She kept her mouth shut for a very long time. So I'm not, I'm not buying that argument. I'd like to hear real lawyers weigh in if you'd like, but yeah. anyway. If it's between but, Donald Trump and her, though, and he didn't know anything about it, so is it a different entity that's suing him, not Donald Trump, suing her, not Donald Trump then? Because, I, don't, I don't know. Well, the yeah, because then it's a question of standing. I can't sue because you got screwed by Starbucks, for instance. I happen to have S- Starbucks in front of me. So that's that. Uh, you know, that could possibly be trouble for the Trump people because they're they're trying to argue that yes, the contract is valid even without Donald Trump's signature. It's an interesting wrinkle. While at the same time saying he didn't know anything about this agreement, right? Um, but on the other side of it, he said, "Hey, I watched the sixty minutes thing. If that's it." Let her out of the agreement. She clearly has nothing. Let her talk all she wants. Yeah. That was a nothing burger. Yeah. And so, and she's already said it out loud on the biggest news show in America. So let her talk. Let her out of the agreement. Clearly doesn't. She's got nothing. Mm. Which also rings true to me. Unless you're holding something back, and I don't know why you would. Um, See, this is why I should have gone to law school. I would point out that there are a number of women allegedly under similar agreements, and they have to go after her, lest these other gals start blabbing. Mm. That's just a theory. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.